Welcome to the Shining Light Podcast. This is Pastor Sam. And Patrick, no compromise with evil wife. And today we're going to be discussing an interesting story. In fact, we're going to be talking about a pastor who ended up getting fired for taking a stand for Christ. That, that's kind of an interesting thing there, Patrick. Uh, what, what do you think about that? Well, it looks like the, the folks in his church did compromise with evil and actually were in full support of evil to put this man in a situation. This is the sort of pastor that churches should be yearning to have preaching from the pulpit. Not one that's worldly and wants to follow the world like it apparently this church does. That's right. Now, this man that we're uh, talking about, his name is Justin Hoke. His name is Justin Hoke, and he was, uh, was a pastor, and he put up on the sign that Bruce Jenner is still a man, homosexuality is still a sin, the culture may change, the Bible does not. Now, first of all, let me ask you that. Uh, Patrick, what do you think about that phrase? Everything he said is biblical. And, and, or, and you can even say the first one is biological. It doesn't matter what Bruce Jenner thinks or whatever surgeries he may or might not have had. I mean, I guess you could change from a man to a eunuch if you have certain things taken care of in a surgical fashion. But it doesn't make you a woman. You're still biologically male. So that part, biologically, is true. There's no way you can. It's immutable. And then homosexuality is still a sin. Yeah, there's been no update to the Bible. God is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. So that hasn't changed. Does culture change? Yeah, I mean, any, anybody looking at cultures around the world any time period would say that culture changed over time. But the Bible doesn't. Again, that's biblical. So everything that was on that marquee at Trinity Presbyterian in Northern California, that was the name of the church, everything on that marquee was absolutely true, both biblically and in the first case, biologically. That's absolutely right, and, and, and this is an incredible thing when we're looking at this, the idea that a pastor would go and would get fired or, well, asked to step down, essentially, for proclaiming the truth. I mean, that, that is the entirety, the idea of what a pastor is. A church is to, to be the pillar and grounds of the truth, and yet here we find Pastor Hoke announcing that he will no longer be the pastor at the church after an elder asked him to resign following uh, claims of a potential mass exodus from this church. What, what an incredible thing. And why, Patrick, why do you think that, that they would be going in and giving into these ideas, uh, these pressures, um, and resigning? Well, it was reported that when this marquee went up that there were people in the community that saw it and then organize a protest against the church because the church, hello, is it so rare nowadays that a church actually does its job that people will come out and protest because other churches don't have the guts to say what the Bible says? And it is an issue in society. So he was simply addressing that issue. This goes to show you that there, this is not, you know, we've talked about pastors need to do your job in the church from the pulpit, and this pastor actually did. But what you had is the leadership that the other elder and those in the church, and it was a small church is my understanding, but still, a majority of the congregation backed this elder to oust a pastor who did nothing more than proclaim the truth of the Bible. Now, if the Bible, if you don't want to proclaim the truth of the Bible, what do you do in church? You're not a Christian. The Bible is the foundation of our truth. It's why we believe. It's what we believe. It's God's revelation of himself to us. If you don't believe it, you should go out and be... Because you're already the world, you might as well be the world. Instead of making this, you know, a fake claim that I'm a Christian, you can't be of the world and a Christian. The Bible plainly says that too. 
That's absolutely right. And, and I think it's important that we understand this. What, what is the purpose of being a, a church? What, what, you know, what is the goal of being a church? And, and what is the role of the church in society? Because I think that this is a, a, those questions have a lot to do with this story. Uh, of Pastor Hoke going in, resigning, and, and, and whatnot. Um, where do you think the line is for the church? What kind of sins should the church talk about? What kind of sins should, uh, should or what kind of culture should the church talk about? Should the, should the church be culturally relevant, or should it just kind of be a nice good boy club that everybody comes together and gets a nice pump-up message? I mean, well, what do you think, Patrick? Well, whether the culture wants to accept the truth of the Bible or not, the church stands for that truth. Because whether the culture at large is going to change, which it appears it's not going to, there are people out there that can still be influenced with the truth. There are people that are seeking the truth. But when they see something like this happen, and they see a pastor actually ousted for speaking the truth, or, and just put on a billboard, this, the real sad thing there is I wish the pastor would have stayed. Now, it's certainly his call. But better him to stay and say, okay, if you guys are going to leave, leave. And if this church is going to die because you leave, I believe God can bless this church for the stand we're going to take. But if that's not the case and this church dies, better it die here than for this church to continue on like so many churches in this country that become social Christian, quote Christian, clubs that blaspheme the name of God by standing for the evils of the world and calling themselves a church. So better that church. we got a bunch of those already. Let the church die if that's what needs to be. But, but I was... But, you know, I, I'm not going to fault this man for doing what he did. He's the one that dealt with the emotions of that situation. I, I appreciate the fact that he did take the stand that he took. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think it's absolutely terrific that he took the stand. I mean, that was a, a, a good stand. Now, I wish, like you said, that he would uh, would have, you know, made them vote him out or, uh, or sat there and said, you know what, if the people leave, then they leave because th that's not a big deal. Our, our goal isn't to go into succumb to... Uh, what people are demanding of us. In fact, uh, in, in the Old Testament, Patrick, in the Old Testament, were men, those prophets, did they really cater to what people had to say? <laughs> no, they, they also caught a lot of flack, especially from those in authority, because they were contradicting authority by giving them God's authority. And man that's in authority doesn't like to share that authority that, that he temporarily has with anybody, and that includes God, which is, shows you how uh, debauched the, the human mind can become. But, yeah, these, this is unfortunately the way our society is going. You know, if you have that sort of a spirit in your church, whether your church closed or not, it's better to cut that dead weight. Church is for believers, believers in the Bible. It's not for lost souls that want to be entertained. It's what so many churches want to put out there today so they can pump up their numbers and get more money coming in so people can come into their church and have a rock concert and go home feeling good because what they heard there was just a pep talk or a, uh, a self-help message with some Bible scripture thrown in there to kind of give it a facade of Christianity. But it's nothing theologically biblical or relevant to a Christian that wants to grow or people that need to be saved. There's a bunch of unsaved people in those churches. They need to be saved, be confronted by the truth. And the truth is, love doesn't cover everything. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. There you go. That's the greatest commandment. People want to mm -hmm. kind of push that aside and say, well, it's just the golden rule, which it goes to Joseph Fletcher, which just love. Just, just love everybody. Right. It, it, it's not that love is a bad thing. Love is a good thing. The problem is, is that we're talking about biblical love, and biblical love is something that is vastly different than worldly love. And this is something that, that people just don't seem to understand in our culture today.
People don't understand that the way that God loves is different. I mean, Jesus' love, where did it get Jesus? On a cross. Self-sacrificing love, right? That's right. Greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Absolutely. It's, it's a real love, and, and this love is one that's actually caring about people, and that means it's not afraid to tell them the truth. Justin Hoke, Pastor Hoke, went and he was loving the people by going and, and putting on the church sign, that marquee, or the church marquee, uh, where he went and said, uh, let me find the quote again just to make sure I get it right here, Bruce Jenner is still a man, homosexuality is still a sin, the culture may change, the Bible does not. And, and think about that, that phrase right there, okay? Bruce Jenner is still a man. That's, that's true. That's 100% true. He, every, um, every cell in his body is, or chromosome in his body is still a male chromosome. His DNA, it's, his bone structure, any scientific study would indicate that he's a male. There's nothing else that would indicate it. Right. Uh, homosexuality is still a sin. Does God change based on culture? God doesn't change. No. His morality doesn't change. God doesn't change. And so, homosexuality, it was a sin yesterday, it's a sin today, and it will be a sin tomorrow. And that's true of any time, anywhere, any place. It's, it's just the truth. Of any sin. That's right. The culture may change. Now, we, we definitely have a change in culture. That's something that's kind of interesting. Uh, what are some cultural changes uh, that you see that maybe you haven't seen recently. Well, you know, go back or, or to, used to see. Maybe recently yeah. might be the wrong word. Well, you go back to the time. There was a time when uh, people living would not live together unless they were married. A girl having a baby, not being married—that was a terrible shame on both her and her family. Society frowned on these things. We used to have laws that say, you know, contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Now they teach stuff in schools today that a few years back, a couple decades back, several decades back, would have got people brought up on criminal charges, the, the horrible things that they're teaching children in school today. So we had a time when abortion, the people of this country would not have put up with it. Society would not take that because we were a Christian-based society. Now we abort children for the sake of convenience. We murder children because we just don't want to deal with the, the consequences of our actions. That's absolutely right, and, and I want to continue on with that thought, but before we continue on with that thought, we want to tell you a little bit about our two DVDs here, Is America a Christian Nation? And it goes over the idea of, was America founded as a Christian nation? And of course, who, who was that right there? Uh, oh, that guy. He's uh, no compromise with evil, that guy. That's right. That's Pat me. Patrick, no compromise with evil, came up with this. This DVD, it's a, it's a great teaching thing. It's, this has a terrific PowerPoint on it. It has a PowerPoint, yeah. Uh, you, you need to get that, and you can get that for $10 um, on theshininglightministries.com. Once again, that's theshininglightministries.com. And then we have another one, A Primer on Islam. Once again, by Patrick, no compromise with Islam, Wyatt. <laughs> and uh, this is basically anything that you want to know about Islam for the Christian perspective. It's there. You need to check it out. You need to get it. And you can also get that for $10 or wait... That's not all. You could get them both for $15. And that's what I would suggest you do. That is just a, an awesome deal, isn't it? A smart capitalist would go for the, the bulk savings there, yes. That's right. A, a socialist would just have their government pay for it. But since you are a capitalist, we're pretty sure of it, you should go ahead and get both. A socialist would be actually be protesting these. Yeah, that's true. That's really what a socialist would be doing. They don't like truth. Oh, no, no, no. They don't like truth at all at all. 
Well, I, we're talking about cultural trends, and specifically with this idea of uh, Justice Hoke, a, a past... Justice, Justin. Justin, Justin. Not he did just, not get justice. He did though. not get justice. Uh, Justin Hoke is a pastor uh, who ended up having to resign from his position uh, as a pastor uh, of the church because he put out on the marquee, Bruce Jenner is still a man, homosexuality is still sin, the culture may change, the Bible does not. The church, uh, on his church sign there at Trinity Bible Presbyterian Church. Now we're, we're looking at that idea of the culture may change. You know, one, one cultural change that I thought about, Patrick, this would not be strange for a pastor to speak out about this kind of an issue like 50, 60, 100 years ago. Well, even at that time... The, the probably, cultural sins is what I'm, I'm getting at anyway. Yeah, well, society was, was so well-versed in what was right and what was wrong, they understood this from a biblical perspective, that these things probably didn't get addressed a whole lot on, on church marquees because they were so well-known, it was so well-settled in people's minds that these things are abomination. It's like um, looking at the 1828 Webster Dictionary. I think we've mentioned this before. Um, the first American dictionary put out by Noah Webster, so the first truly uniquely American dictionary. And you go in and you look at different words, and I've got a copy of that dictionary, so it's really interesting. It kind of takes you to a time capsule to a place in time, what American society thought of. So I looked up the word sodomy. It simply said a crime against nature. So whereas today you could have graphic depictions of this and, and in, in different pride marches and stuff, people actually simulating acts and that sort of thing, it was so repulsive to the Christian mind of the day that they would just say it's a crime against nature. They would not anywhere touch what it actually meant. And that was sufficient for the people of that time. So to show you how a culture then was, and they want to protect the young people from that sort of thing. And now we have a culture today that you have kids dressing up like drag queens. Now that's kind of big in the news too. And they're, they're putting them on main TV and they've got these uh, reprobates coming in dressed like women to libraries and, and reading to kids. My question is, parents, why are you sending your kids to this sort of a thing? But then again, you're sending your kids to a school that teaches these sort of things, and there again is the change of the culture. That's right. And, you know, one thing that I've thought about with this idea of this cultural change uh, in, in looking at all those, those things and pastors speaking out against this, you know, the reason we got prohibition was because we had pastors who went out and spoke against it. I mean, it was... The pastors who did this. The reason we had the Revolutionary War was the, the Black Robe Regiment, which were pastors going out and promoting the idea of a revolutionary war to uh, break the tyranny of, I about said Egypt, of England, though. <laughs> the E uh, part was right. Yeah, well, in, in there was, you know, not quite a pastor, but Moses did break the tyranny of Egypt. Um, <laughs> more of a prophet. <laughs> Those are good. Those yeah. are good guys. Right. And I think about this, this was the, the cultural norm. I mean, you had guys like Reverend Haddock over in uh, Sioux City who was known as the, the fighting pastor. He went and was actually murdered out in the street of Sioux City uh, for speaking out against drinking alcohol. I mean, what, what an incredible thing. He used to go to the bars and, and find people who were breaking the law and would go and report on them and testify against them in court. I mean, what, what an incredible thing. And yet here we have a pastor who puts a sign up. Just a sign. Just a sign. Proclaiming the truth. Proclaiming the truth. You know, if you don't like the sign, don't look at it. Um, the pastor has a right to his opinion as everybody else does, okay? And if you don't like somebody's opinion, it doesn't mean you don't have to listen to it. But uh, people came out and protested. 
but that was the catalyst to get, I guess, the deacon and those in his church, the dead weight that should be cut out of the denomination, by the way. A church is better off. If you have people in your congregation that are causing that sort of a division over defending false doctrine, I should say, or evil, that church needs to, you need to practice church discipline and get rid of them. That's absolutely right, Patrick. And, and you know, I, I look at this idea, and it's, it is just mind-boggling what happened here. And, and it's just, it's just, what? I, we, we have so few, so few pastors who are willing to speak out, and yet we have a pastor who, who goes and speaks out, and shame on this church. Shame on the people of this church for not standing up behind him. I, I it, what? Where's the fellow pastors too in that community? Where, where was their support? Where were they coming and saying, well, this man is speaking the truth? We right. don't understand from a Christian perspective what this is all about. Now, we understand lost souls are going to disagree with it. That's to be expected. But inside this man's church, we have a re, uh, revolution in the congregation against the pastor for simply speaking the truth. Now, if he would have put on there that Bruce Jenner is a woman, homosexuality is okay in God's eyes, the culture is changing, the church should adopt to it, which should be the motto in many churches today, because that's the, nobody would have batted an eye on that. And that's the sad thing, because a Christian should find that sort of thing repulsive. Absolutely, a Christian should find that kind of a thing repulsive, and, and, and it is repulsive, and, and this is just, just wild to look at. And, you know, one thing I, I saw in here is that uh, they actually went, activists came, and they, um, they went and they vandalized this church sign. Now, when I say this, I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, obviously I'm saying that that's a bad thing, but I'm not sitting here just going and saying, oh, let me pound my pulpit and you're so terrible for vandalizing the sign. But I want to look at this from a different perspective. And the perspective that I want us to see is, isn't the world, like didn't Jesus say the world is going to hate you? If you're following his will and, and proclaiming the truth of, of his coming and of the gospel. Yeah, if you're proclaiming biblical truth, the world is going to hate you. He said, as it hated me, and as hated the prophets before you. So this is nothing new that, that Pastor Holt is experiencing. It's just becoming much more commonplace in a society that at one time would not have, number one, society wouldn't have put up with it, um, and certainly members of the church would have uh, proclaimed that truth themselves. But uh, it just goes to show you, and this is, it seems like in my life it's been a relatively short time for when this sort of thing would not have happened to here we are today. That's, that's absolutely right. And you, you think about this, the church's response should have been, oh, the world is hating our pastor. He must be standing up for Jesus. Now, that's not to say that you should go out and try to get people to hate you. That's not saying that you should be going and looking for trouble. That's not the point I'm trying to make. But the point is, is that Jesus tells us the world will hate us. And so it's not a bad thing when worldly people are opposing you. In fact, I, I would go and say the opposite, that if the world isn't opposing you as a pastor, if the world isn't opposing you as a church, if the world isn't opposing you as a Christian, you're probably not doing your job. Well, they're, they're talking about, well, that sort of sign was provocative. Well, the battle, that, that wasn't initiating a battle. That was responding to the issues that have been pushed into our face uh, right right up front. And uh, I'm not going to say that it just started with the last administration, but boy, they sure accelerated what was going on in this country. The Obama administration did. 
that these things are now issues. I mean, we used to know what bathroom to go to and, and these sort of things, which are just simple common sense. But, but this addresses that. So this has been brought to us. It's put right on the front doorstep of the church. And what our church is doing, by and large, most of them are just keeping their mouths shut, singing their songs and getting their rock bands going in, in there on Sunday mornings, not addressing these issues at all. How then are you reaching out to lost souls? Because people go, well, well most churches think that's okay. So that, that must be the Christians. And you few relics in there, you few dinosaurs, you know, you're just, you're corrupting the Bible or, or, or whatever they're going to say because the body of Christ is not speaking with one voice. But I'll tell you why. Because a lot in the body of, body of Christ that claim to be in the body are not the body of Christ. The true Christians are speaking with one voice. The pretenders look a lot like the world, don't they? They do look a lot like the world, and I think there's a reason for that. I think that there are a lot of enemies within the church. No. In fact, did you know, I, I was really hoping, that was a great setup that Patrick gave me right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patrick, could you tell us a little bit about the documentary Enemies Within the Church? Well, I can tell you that they're, uh, they've been actively going out, uh, doing interviews now. So they're in the production phase of Enemies Within the Church, which is a documentary that's going to come out. And it's going to expose not just the ideas that have infiltrated the church, the false ideas, but some of the people, and I'm talking big-name people, that are espousing these ideas and where the money's coming from because these people don't do it for free. A lot of them have their allegiance bought. And it's not Christian sources. It's, it's hard-left, um, wicked people that are buying influence in the church and have been doing so for quite some time in various ministries. And this documentary is going to expose that. This is going to be a shockwave in the Christian world. There's a lot of people out there that don't want this thing made because they're going to be exposed for the first time. So they don't want it being made, but I think this is something that really does need to be made, and I know there's several of us looking forward to seeing this thing done. That's right, and if you want to find out more information about Enemies Within the Church, go to enemieswithinthechurch.com. Once again, that's enemieswithinthechurch.com. And go ahead and hit the donate button, but you can watch a trailer there. You can find a few articles there, and I think you can even find a magazine that's going to be coming out pretty soon. Once again, that's enemieswithinthechurch.com. But today we're actually looking at some of these enemies within the church as uh, a pastor that's not an enemy within the church. His name, Justin Hoke actually went and had to resign because he put a sign out that, that said on the church marquee, Bruce Jenner is still a man. Homosexuality is still a sin. The culture may change. The Bible does not. On, uh, and he put that on, that church, on their church sign. Now, he put out this, I don't know if this was a tweet or a Facebook status or what, but, but he put this out, and, and I, this is interesting here. Okay, he gave uh, basically four reasons and, and put out that he was resigning as, as a pastor. And he says, uh, as of today, I am no longer the pastor of Trinity Bible Presbyterian Church. After much prayer and counsel, I've decided that it is best to, uh, to briefly communicate what has taken place. And he gives these four things that have taken place. And I want us to, to look at these four things. And I want to get your opinion on these four things here, Patrick. The first one says, I was informed by our other elder that he felt he could no longer follow my, uh, my lead as pastor of TBPC. <laughs> well, I would say, well, I'm, I'm glad that you were honest about this and uh, you need to resign your position, maybe find some place that you would better fit in because obviously this church isn't it. That's absolutely right. And, and you know, I look at that and that, that is just something that absolutely drives me nuts. Well, I can no longer follow your lead, is what this guy says. He Which means no your fidelity to the Bible. I can no longer follow you who are following the Bible. Yeah. 
Uh, you went too far by calling homosexuality a sin. What? Yeah. Uh, how is this guy in leadership? How is this guy an elder in this church? I mean, that, that is ridiculous. That is, that is just crazy. How, how do these guys get in those positions? I really wonder sometimes. You know, sometimes it's longevity. Sometimes you got a lot of family in the church, so you got a lot of poor people get used to being in these positions of authority. And unfortunately, with a lot of people, you let power go to your head, even in this setting of just a church, and they almost set themselves up as little mini dictators in the church. This just does happen. And this is something all churches need to be looking at. Are your deacons biblically qualified to be serving in that position? Do they meet the qualifications in Second Timothy and in Titus for an elder or deacon? That's right. And, and that is absolutely uh, vital to look at and, and to understand, especially uh, when we look at this idea of the Bible ought to be our ultimate authority anyway. So what is this guy saying? I can no longer uh, feel that, uh, that I can follow you as a pastor. So what are you wasting your time in church for? If you don't yeah. want to be a Christian, just go out. I mean, be honest with yourself. Go out and be the world. Right. If you're not saved, obviously, go out and be the world. But, but then he gets number two. I was informed that essentially, this is Justin Hoke once again, I was informed essentially that all but one couple in membership would leave the church if I continued as pastor of TBPC. Now, I was informed. I'd say, well, okay, why don't we just hold the church and we'll find out. Let's let people speak for themselves rather than be taking your hearsay word. Right, and I wish Justin would have done that. I wish he would have forced their hand, made them vote him out, because that's something that, that actually needs to come to, to truly make that the full stand for Christ is to say, you know, I'm, I'm really, I don't care what other people think. I care what God thinks. And, and that's how every pastor, that's how every Christian should live their life with an audience of one, right? Right. Caring about what does God think. Yeah. But, but I sit here and, and I go, boy, that's an awful lot of dead weight in that church. Yeah. All, all but one family? Yeah, so a couple. Uh, you know, and sometimes it's, it's behind the scenes. People might agree to stuff when they get somebody kind of bullying. Well, yeah, I might. Let's, let's actually let people speak for themselves. Let's let them decide what they want to do. And like you were saying, um, if, if they want to vote me out, if, you know, if I'm Pastor Hulk in that situation, if you want to vote me out, let's hold a vote. Let's have a talk about it, and let's hold a vote and see how it goes. So I'm willing to take the consequences for standing for the truth, but let's make sure that uh, you're not fudging the numbers a little bit in your claims there. And by the way, if you end up being one of these one couples, and if this happens to your church, you know, and they're going to vote the pastor out, and he's been a, a good guy, uh, you should go ahead and check out our uh, our podcast, our most recent podcast, uh, that was Help My Church is Liberal. <laughs> and we, we talked just about what happens when you come to that situation where there needs right. to be a change in your church, either with the pastor repenting heart or the pastor being forced out, which in this case they did it the wrong way for the wrong reasons, or you need to find a new church. Absolutely. Well, number three here that they get, that he gives is, our other elder and the couple felt that those who left would likely return if I leave. What are your thoughts on that, Patrick? <laughs> I'd say, well, it looks like you guys are going to be on a permanent leave then because I'm not going anywhere. And uh, if the church closes, it closes. But I believe by doing God's work, by standing for what the Bible says, that God will bless this stand, and I believe that people will come to this church that actually believe in the Bible, which is what's going to be good for this church. This demonic spirit that's hanging around here where the Bible is no longer the authority, we don't need, I don't need. That's what I'd say. And I think that's the right thing to say. That's a, a very good thing to say, and uh, it's, it's right on there. And, and this is what I don't get. Okay, so these people are, are willing to leave um, but then they're willing to come back. Well, well, you know, are they really 
members of a church or was their faith and their covenant relationship with that church based on one man? It would it would seem that these guys, uh, you know, they, they don't want anything that's actually going to be biblical or convicting, but they do still want to go to church. So Tozer said something, I forget, it's quite a quote, but people still want to be Christians. They want us to accept them even as they're walking towards hell or something along those lines. Uh, I wish I knew, knew the quote by heart, uh, but it's, it's it addresses this sort of thing. And again, you think you can have your cake and eat it too. You think you can be a Christian claiming some sort of allegiance to God, and I'm just saying some sort because obviously it's not biblical, And but you can also be fully immersed in the world and you can do what you want to do. God is very exclusive in what he requires of us. That's right. We're called to follow God. We're called to deny ourselves. God, I love when, when you were teaching a Sunday school class from time, Patrick, and you said this, uh, God, God doesn't want a... Oh, truce. A truce, that's what it was. A truce, he wants total surrender. Exactly. That's his, on his terms, not our terms, on his terms. That's right. Well, the number four thing here that, they, that uh, Justin Hoke said was, our other elder was agreeable to stay and assume the pastoral responsibilities. This is what I have to say. Charles Spurgeon once said that there would come a time, there would come a time when there would no longer be shepherds feeding the sheep, but there would be clowns entertaining the goats. Let me tell you who this other elder is. He is a clown trying to entertain goats. He is absolutely not a shepherd. He is absolutely not trying to feed the sheep. He is a clown trying to entertain other goats. Now, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what his, what his name is, but I can tell you right now, if he wasn't willing to stand with his pastor for, who made this godly stand, get rid of this guy. Isn't that um, convenient? That he's, oh, It's almost like a power play. Like, here is the opportunity I was looking for, and you need to go so now I can take over. I want to be the, the leader of this church. Well, it's a church, all right, but it's not a Christian church. That's right. And, and it's almost like... Justin Hoke was sabotaged. Sabotage. When have I heard that? You know, before? I, I've heard about this movie called Sabotage that has that has already come out. Uh, and it was by our good friend Brandon House, and you can find it at worldviewweekend.com. And you need to check this out. How many hours is it again, Patrick? It's six hours, and I've seen three of them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a funny story behind that. <laughs> yes. I need, I need to get an updated DVD player, one with an actual remote, so I can actually get through there. But I've seen half of it now. Not for lack of effort that I would have seen all six hours. But once I get a new DVD player, I'm going to catch the other three hours that I haven't seen yet. And it's a technology issue here. Yeah, well, and, and I'll watch that, too, over at his house, assuming Patrick would still invite me over there. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I've seen these three hours of Sabotage, too. It, it, sabotage also, not Sabotage 2. That might be coming out later. We'll have to find out. Yes. But but it, it, oh, it is really good. You need to find this out. It goes over Islam and how Islam is, is really trying to infiltrate uh, Christianity today and, of course, America today and how we need to stand up against it. It has some great interviews uh, and some, some great panels and different things like that. Just, just a very good uh, documentary, and you need to check it out. Once again, you can find that at worldviewweekend.com. Well, we've been looking at this idea of Justin Hoke and how he resigned from his church after he went, excuse me, and put uh, that homosexual, or excuse me, he starts off with saying Bruce Jenner is still a man, homosexuality is still a sin, the culture may change, the Bible does not. For putting that on the church marquee, and 
They asked him to resign. That the world so hates the word of God, the, the light of truth. The world so hates it that they would protest it. And not just protest it. You, you can peaceably protest. But when you start attacking things or vandalizing things, that's no longer anything that's, that's protected by the law. That is a crime. Okay, Just for disagreeing with somebody, people who are willing to commit a crime, and then the response of the church is, uh, we're with the, the people outside, by and large, it sounds like. It's... That's the apostasy we were warned about. The great falling away that the Apostle Paul talked about, it's not coming. It's here. You know, John uh, talks about this in his gospel, and he says, you know, the darkness doesn't comprehend the light. They, they hate the light. Mm -hmm. The light has shined, and they, they hate the light because their deeds are evil. And here we had Justin Hoke, a, a pastor, trying to shine the light give the truth because he loved these people. He wanted to tell them, hey, culture might change. Hey, Bruce Jenner might think that he's a woman, but he's not. Might go and say, hey, people might be accepting homosexuality, but God is not going to accept homosexuality. He's going to judge it. And let me tell you, that's a scary thing. He was loving these people. And yet, he gets basically asked to resign, basically fired for this. It makes me realize why we have the Shining Light Podcast. Exactly. I mean, this is something we felt the need to do, and obviously the need is great. If your church is mirroring this sort of thing, if your church is mirroring the culture, the culture's fallen. The culture is not of God. The culture is completely wicked, reprobate, all the things out there we could go over, and we've done them in several of our podcasts, just some of them. If your church looks like the culture, if your church is inviting to the culture, if your church is friendly to the culture, get out of that church Maybe you need to get into the Bible. Spend your time reading the Bible. And this stuff will become crystal clear to you because the truth is in there. God will honor that time you spend with him when you're praying and reading your Bible. Too many Christians are not reading their Bible at all. They're letting the culture and secular figures tell them what the Bible says. And you know some of these secular figures I'm talking about? They're pastors in your pulpits. That's absolutely right. And, and this is why we started the, the Shining Light Podcast. You know, a lot of times people ask us, why, why, do, you, why do you do this? What, why are you doing this podcast? And most of the time, if they ask that question, it's probably because they don't like the podcast. But they come and they're looking, they're saying, you know, do, do you just want to get people rallied up? Do you just want to get them all mad at you? Well, it's, it's not very fun, you know. But, but me and Patrick have had death threats before. That's really not so fun. Uh, you know, that's, that's not why we do it. I mean, I... I I like debating. I don't mind conflict. And, and so people think that maybe I'm doing it to, to go in to get a, a raise or whatnot. No, no, I, I do genuinely enjoy podcasting. But the main reason why we're doing this is because there is great darkness out there. There are people all, all over. There are churches, congregations all over. You, you may be in one today that, that would go and would cut the head off their own pastor. I, I, the, the article that we, we both saw of this from Justin Hope. It's basically John the Baptist with his head on a platter. Yep. And they would go and cut their head off the pastor if the pastor actually spoke truth. If he actually spoke out against sin, they'd run him out of that church. And we want to go and be showing the people, the Christians, those who are the, the remnant, the, the real body, the real believers of Jesus Christ, what the truth is. We want to go and expose that and, and make a separation here. Separate the sheep from the goats shine the light into darkness, and the darkness will run or lash out towards it because they hate the light. They hate the truth. 
of God's word. And God hates sin. Christ came to this earth because of sin. Because men and women were immersed in sin, people are going to hell every day because of sin. So Christ came here to take that penalty, the, the sin that we deserve, from us. But for you to be able to accept that gift of salvation, you have to first understand that you are in sin. You have to understand the things you're doing are sinful. Just because you enjoy them doesn't make them right. The Bible makes that distinction for us quite clearly and consistently. So you have to understand that you're in sin, and then you also, once you understand that, and that your eternal destiny at that point is hell forever and separation from God, you need to also understand that there is salvation. That's why Christ came. But it's your choice. You have to be confronted with that idea of sin. If you're coddling sin, if you are defending sin, and especially if you go to a church where this happens, you think that's Christianity. It is not. That's why we do the Shining Light podcast, to tell you the things that your pastor doesn't have the backbone to say or just doesn't have the spiritual discernment to say. And as, as a friend of mine that's since passed on once told me, a lot of people go to, Sunday, go to church on Sunday to hear a lost man preach. You may be in one of those churches that they use churchy terms and they say Jesus and they say gospel. And it all sounds good, at least at the surface. But you realize they're telling you nothing of relevance. They're telling you nothing scriptural. You won't know this unless you read your Bible. That's absolutely right, Patrick. And I just look at this, and my heart breaks for this pastor because he should have never been in this, this situation. Uh, not, not the idea of he should have been in the situation of, of going and proclaiming the truth, but he should have never been in the situation where the church is lashing out at him. The church should have stood behind him. Christians need to stand behind other Christians. We need to stand and, and uphold each other. We need to go and help each other. We need to go and to stand firm on the Word of God. And that is what we're called to do. And so we're going to be shining the light into darkness at the Shining Light Podcast. And once again, if you haven't subscribed to us, subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. That's a little bit of a corny uh transition there but but really like you, you should really subscribe to us <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you can find out more at the shining light ministries.com but i think that's all i got for today any other thoughts you got no I, I think we've covered it pretty well um the sad thing is this if, if every church in this country did this this would probably happen in a lot of churches but the, the even sadder thing is most of the church in this country wouldn't have the guts they don't preach on this stuff they won't touch it because it's controversial as if the words of our Lord is a controversy. How can that be a controversy to a Christian? <laughs> well, and th that's the interesting thing. Jesus' words are always a controversy to the culture, but Jesus' words should never be a controversy to the Christian. Well, there's the divide right there, isn't it? That tells you which side you're on. That's right. Well, for the Shining Light Podcast, this is Pastor Sam. And Patrick, no compromise with evil wire. Have a great day.